Live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island, it's Throw the Flag with Tyler Bischoff and Gooch. We are out here 9 to 11 on Saturdays during the football season. Come on down and watch Championship Saturday in the world of college football. It is not going well for Oklahoma State. Uh, they're down 14 to three. They had a three and out, uh, though they did just force a Baylor punt. So they do have the ball back, but already down 11 points with 11 minutes to go before halftime in the Big 12 title game. Presumably, Oklahoma State, if they come back and win, will be in the college football playoff if Georgia beats Alabama. Presumably, they're in in that scenario. They could also potentially get in by just simply jumping Cincinnati if the committee decides they really do hate Cincinnati and knock them out. But they're kind of blowing that chance mm. right now. Now, here's a fun question for you. Do you think the NFL has paid assassins? Oh. I mean, are we talking like players that go out and hurt other players? No. Here's Okay, so here is uh, Brent Musburger, who uh, was on JT The Brick Show on our sister station, Raider Nation Radio 920. Okay. Brent Musburger said, as I told Coach, whoever took you out, John, that was a paid assassin. That was one of the best hit jobs that I've ever been around. They didn't go to their media goombas. They didn't leak this to Adam Schefter or one of those guys that break stories. They first went to the Wall Street Journal. And when Gruden was still coaching after that, they dumped the rest of it on the New York Times. That was a professional hit job. Can I, I can't argue that. I mean, if I am, if I'm going to be looking at things from a leery perspective, and again, the fact that no one else got in trouble from all those emails that got—that's not true, though. Adam Schefter got in trouble okay. from those emails. Yeah, he got a slap on the wrist. He didn't get what well, happened. Well, he John didn't Gruden. call Roger Goodell a gay slur. I, you're right. I'm not saying. Again, I'm not saying. Three people got in trouble with leaked emails. Okay. John Gruden. Adam Schefter, and Jeff Pash, who's the NFL's lawyer, general counsel. So three people have emails leaked that look bad for them. And okay. obviously Bruce who's Allen, who's a part of all of these, but he's out of the league. So right, right, irrelevant. right. But who's the only one that really got punished, though? Because he's the only one that used a gay slur. I'm sh I'm Adam not, Schefter just said, I'm not saying Mr. That. Editor. But what I'm saying is, is, like, you don't think that there weren't other things that came out, and they're like, what's the only thing that's going to get clickbait? Boom, John Gruden saying this. I'm sure there are tons of other emails of other people saying other things that did not see the light of day because it wasn't going to get the same amount of attention. Well, why did the other two make it out? Why did Adam Schefter's who's calling Bruce Allen Mr. Editor, why did that get leaked? Because I think it was just, all right, fine, we'll give the people, we'll give the conspiracy theorists a little a little nudge or something. Not the conspiracy theorists, but we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and paint the, the idea that it's like, okay, we weren't just out there trying to get John Gruden. We're going to go out there and say that we're going to find this completely insanely petty email where Schefter calls Alan Mr. Editor. Why, did they, why were their emails leaked about their own employee, Jeff Pash, that made him look bad? Again, I just think that... Well, why would they do it about their own employee? If there's so many... Like, the theory you're going with is there's so many other emails that make people look bad. Why would they go after their own employee? I just think just to make sure that it... I'm, it wouldn't even go... Them going after their own employee. I thought it was like a, a, a special investigator that just went through all the emails and then they reported it, right? I mean, it wouldn't be... No, no that's the thing. Nothing got reported. Okay. Like, that's the key in the entire Washington football thing is there was a verbal report on everything 
there was never a written report. So there's no real report on all the emails they found. They just have the emails. Okay, so there's it's only a verbal report? Well, they have the physical copies of the emails, but the actual report of the – like they hired a third-party investigator to come in and investigate the Washington football team. And then when she finished her investigation, the NFL – did not take a written report. She just gave a verbal explanation of, hey, here's what I found. And they said, sounds good to us. I just think that with the way they went about it, and I just think that once one of those emails that showed Gruden being, you know, who he who he was, I mean, I'm, I don't know if he's the same guy as he was then. I understand some of them were only years three years ago. ago, two, three years ago. I think we're all I'm, – I'm one of these people that think you can always grow. I'm always, I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, and again, I don't like the crime. I don't like what he said. I, I disagree with what he said wholeheartedly. But I just think that once his name popped up, it was like intentionally like, let's just keep digging on this and see what we can keep, keep, on, uh, keep finding. I believe if anybody else called Roger Goodell a gay slur, those emails would have been leaked too. Okay. And that person would be out of the league. Like, the, I, like sure, there's probably other emails that – look bad for other people I but i find e- it hard to believe that there are all these people that were calling roger goodell a gay slur right. that all these people were complaining about female referees that all these people were accusing uh the rams of drafting michael sam because roger goodell made them as some sort of gay rights movement push right like i find it hard to believe that somebody else sent racist emails to bruce allen i john gruden did all those things right that's why john gruden's fired I don't think it's because there was some hit job to get Gruden out of the league and, oh, they have all this dirt on other people they just like more than Gruden. Gruden was a terrible person, and the NFL said, oh, you're going to call Roger Goodell a gay slur? And we're talking about, See ya. And we're talking about Musburger. Who's his employer? So, obviously, he's going to be on the side of the Raiders. So, obviously, and on top of that, who do you think is telling Musburger some of these things? Like, probably straight from the horse's mouth. Oh, John Gruden. So, I mean, I'm just saying Brett Musburger's probably talked to Gruden. He's probably talked to a couple of these people that are on the inside of it and might know a little bit more than what you and I would know. So it might have given him that kind of perspective. Again, I'm not saying that um, what John Gruden did was right. It definitely wasn't right. you got to be smarter about that, especially when you got that kind of position in sports. you got to pick and choose your words correctly, man you got to play the game. Or don't but, be a racist. Or don't be a racist. That might help. I'm sure. If you're a racist, pick and choose your words correctly. <laughs> Is that what you just said? <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. There's a story at CBS Sports uh, over the week that said Mark Davis has not started a coaching search yet for his next head coach. He's got an interim in Rich Passaccia right now. And according to this story, people have approached Mark Davis and said, hey, you know, interested in the job and mark davis has sort of pushed him away and say no i'm not doing that yet mark davis is apparently focused on making the playoffs this year why is mark davis not started looking for a head coach yet they still have a winning record they but still he's have got a winning record. to do with that well i know that but the raiders still have a winning record right but he's the owner of the team he can be interviewing people while the team is still playing i think what it is is when you have a winning record which is something that doesn't usually happen with the raiders it's not that, you know, you, 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 you want to savor it a little bit. Mm, yum, he yum, can yum. Win, win, win. still interview mm. people. But I think what he wants to do is just make sure that you get the right, the right formula. That's always what the NFL is based on. It's like the right, 
front office, right head coach. Maybe. So he should have been spending the last month interviewing people to find the right formula. We don't know that. This might be the right formula right now. The interim that they have right now might be the right formula. We don't know. Listen, Rich Passaccia can still end up being the head coach even if you interview somebody else a week ago. Right. There's nothing that says, oh, and we talked to so-and-so about it. That doesn't mean Rich Passaccia doesn't have a shot. I also, But I also think that maybe you don't want to put that pressure on the coaching staff that's doing well for you. I don't think – and then on top of that, don't want to put any doubt in the players – because you want the players to buy into the coach Listen. 100%. And if, you're letting, and if you're letting the players know that this coach that's pushing you guys to victory might be, not be the guy next year, they're probably – that same energy is going to Do you think the players are dumb? No. They know Rich Passaccia is not the head coach next year. What if they win? They what know, if they win? They, we just we said, just opened the show with you saying they're not making the playoffs. I just said they're not going to make the playoffs. But at the same time, when you go down the last few games of the schedule – they could win three or four of those games, and they could get into the playoffs. If they get into the playoffs, he's not the head coach if they simply sneak into the playoffs. What if they lose. win a game? That He's going to have to win at least one playoff game, okay. maybe two, okay. to you, keep his job. We just, Rich Passaccia has been awful. We were just talking about how you could change in two years. I just changed your opinion in an hour. Your state on the Raiders. You're like, nope. And now you're like, well, okay, if they get through, okay, if they win a playoff game, no, there's I, they're not reasons. Winning. I don't think they're winning. But if they were to, like, be in the AFC championship game, then sure, Rich Passaccia might be the head coach next year. I think if they win one playoff game, he needs to be the head coach next year. Give him a one-year contract. That's, listen, that's probably fair. They haven't won one in 18 games. If Passaccia yeah, wins one, give him right. a lifetime contract. Yes. Not a one. Build him a statue already. If they get into the playoffs, considering everything that this team has gone through, the rug situation, the Arnett situation, the uh, uh, Gruda situation. Right. They've handled all that. They can handle, hey, Mark Davis interviewed some offensive coordinator. I'm, That's nothing. That I, wouldn't even register this year. I get it, but I just think that he's one of these guys where it's like, okay, if we could still turn it around after all the adversity that we've gone through, let's just ride this positivity wave and then, then give me a reason to start interviewing other guys. And by the way, most of the coaches and, and the offense coordinators that you want anyway are going to be on playoff teams anyway. You're not even allowed to talk to those but guys. But you can talk to the cases. agents, and that, well, that's what the story is saying, that, like, agents have come to Mark Davis oh, okay. and have been like, hey, my guy's interested, and he said, nope, not talking about that yet. We can make the playoffs this year, which to me is stupid. Like, he should he should know whoever he, whoever he would want. I don't know. He obviously apparently hasn't thought about it very right. much. But let's, let's just use a name. Eric Bieniemy of the Chiefs, their offensive coordinator has been – interviewing for jobs for like five years now let's just hypothetically say eric Bieniemy is a guy that mark davis would want to hire he should know right now whether or not eric Bieniemy would be interested in that job he mark davis should be out there anyone that he thinks is a candidate he should have already called their agent and said hey is this guy interested in this job and he should know right now yeah eric Bieniemy would be interested in it Right or Eric, no, Eric Bieniemy has no interest in playing or coaching for the Raiders. He should know all of that, right? He like he's got a head start on the entire league. The silver lining of the whole John Gruden email situation is that Mark Davis got like a four month head start on the rest of the league because other coaches are going to get fired and other teams are going to be trying to hire people. He got a four month head start and he's just no, thank you. I'm going to throw it away because he says he's focused on the playoffs when he doesn't have anything to do with it. He's not game planning. Hell, he's he doesn't even have roster control. He gives that all to Mike Mayock. It's not even like he's deciding who's on the roster. He's What is he doing? I think he knows that the other coaches, the other head coaching candidates are just going to use him as leverage. 
<laughs> I think he's like, let's just wait until the end and let's see what shakes out of the tree, and then we'll scoop him up. Shakes out of the tree. <laughs> the Raiders said they'll take me. Well, then we'll make sure we'll boost up that contract, Mr. Enemy. He could be helping him with leverage right now. I know. Eric Bieniemy could be going back to Kansas City saying, listen, I got an offer from the Raiders. And do we even know what's going to happen with Mike Mayock? Is he going to stick around well, after last year, next he year? He should be talking to GMs, too. He should definitely be talking to GMs. But I also think that if Gruden was the one that was making these draft picks and pushing Mayock to make those picks, I just want to see what would happen if Mayock's picks actually come to fruition. Because, again... You look at all the guys that they drafted, and it seems like that's the type of team you would draft for 10 years ago. Like when Gruden, like the, the whole thing, like when. 20 years ago? 20 years ago, yeah. yeah. It's like safety, running back. Those are not positions you draft in the, in the first round, really. Hey, Jonathan Abram is a hard hitter. He's a hard hitter. 10% of the oh. time when he makes contact. <laughs> I'll tell you. The other 90% when he goes flying past the ball carrier. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's okay. Or blows his coverage. Let me tell you something. Hey, but, that never happens. But if you're in the box and you have nowhere else to run, and Jonathan <laughs> Abram's got a perfect shot on you, beware. You're in trouble. If you have one of those. <laughs> because that helmet is coming down straight for your face. That 1% chance of him blasting you. Is going to re feel real hard. It's going to hurt. Coming yeah. up next, who does Gooch think is in the college football playoff? Yeah. And now, back to Tyler and Gooch, live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Baylor now leads 21-3 over Oklahoma State. Well, 20-3, extra points pending. But they have scored again as Oklahoma State's hopes at making it to the college football playoff are slipping away. All right, Gooch. We still got one more day of games here. Kay. A lot of games that are going to shape the college football playoff. But the top four coming into today, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, and Cincinnati. Oklahoma State's in the five spot. They're playing Notre Dame right now, who's in the nine spot. Uh, Notre Dame came in at sixth, Ohio State seventh. Who do you think ends up in the college football playoff? I mean, I think the top three are a lock. You think Alabama's I mean, a lock? I mean, well, I think because I think Alabama's going to beat Georgia today. Okay, so you think Georgia's losing, so you think the SEC is getting two? Yes, okay. SEC is going to get two. So Alabama, I think Alabama's going to be number one. Michigan will be number two. Georgia will be number three. I at number four. I mean, I do think Cincinnati could bang with. Oklahoma State, Ohio State's not going to get in. They got two losses. No, the Baylor's making it easy. Yeah, right Baylor's now. making it easy because if Baylor pull, well, Grant, I guess if Baylor wins like fifty-six to three, Baylor might jump from nine to four. Yeah, but Cincinnati, in in your scenario and what's happening with Baylor beating Oklahoma State twenty-one to three, Cincinnati's got to be in because I mean they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, like that's not that's even it. like this isn't like any time in the past where you could be like, well. This power conference team lost to Alabama, so we're going to put them in over Cincinnati. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Right, like, there's it's a no rat. way if Cincinnati wins today, you cannot put Notre Dame in. Over and Notre Dame. Dame can is capable of beating Oklahoma State, Ohio State, Ole Miss, and Baylor. So this is the first time that I've seen a team that I wouldn't place as an elite, like in an elite conference, 
Like, I look at Cincinnati and I go, okay, this is – you look at their schedule, yeah, it's a little bit weak. Yes, they beat Notre Dame. I understand that. But this is the first time I actually see them ranked in the top four and keep them there. I don't see them not – making it this year i think cincinnati actually defies the odds and makes it to the playoffs yeah i mean if oklahoma state comes back and wins you can make the argument that oklahoma state should jump cincinnati even if cincinnati wins today but they're down 21 to 3 so i don't i don't think they're coming back from that that's quite a deficit against an actual but that is a big 12 team though a big 12 is it's like again they're with every one of those teams it's kind of like it's all spread option and you blink, and then all of a sudden there's 21 points on the board. So they can come back, but I just don't see it happening. All right. You think Alabama beats Georgia. Yes. Why? I just think that I've seen this before. I've seen this movie before. And every time Georgia gets so hyped, they're so hyped, they go in there, they, they play Alabama, and Bama beats them. When's the last time, when's the last time Georgia beat Alabama in the uh, – in, in any game? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that one. You know, I think about that. I mean, it's <laughs> like, and yes, Alabama and true throw-the-flag fashion, we were like, oh, yeah, there's no way they're going to lose. They're the most dominant team in, in college football, and then they go lay an egg versus Texas A&M. That happens. That's, that's NCAA football right there. I still and, and it's so it's like just because they lost to Texas A and M, we just want to forget that they're Alabama. We just want to forget that they haven't ha- had this happen before, and then went out and won several championships. To answer your question, the last time Georgia beat Alabama was two thousand and seven. Uh, they have not played every year; they're in different divisions in the SEC, so they don't, don't play every single year. Uh, but Alabama has won the last seven matchups against Georgia, dating back to two thousand and eight. Here's the thing, though. I think Georgia wins today, and I don't think it's particularly close. Really? I think Georgia's defense is so much better than anything else in college football this year that I think Georgia wins this game, and they give up, like, 10 points to I really, Alabama. I really want to see Georgia pull it off, especially when they had victory. They had the championship at the palm of their hands, and then Tua throws that bomb, and it's game over. Yes. It's like I would like to see Georgia get that monkey off their back and, and get a championship. Their fans deserve it. I just, it's, I have, conventional wisdom is just telling me, put your faith in Nick Saban. Georgia is allowing 6.9 points per game this year. That's pretty good. (laughs) Alabama's allowed 20. So, Georgia's allowed nine touchdowns on the season. Alabama, very good defense, has allowed 29 touchdowns on the season. Their defense has been so dominant this year, it's ridiculous. Like, I honestly think there's a lot of teams that could be in the playoff, that if Georgia's defense just played the entire game, they'd win. But I also look at Alabama as one of these teams that's kind of rebuilding. You know, they don't necessarily have the same squad that they had last year, which was just <laughs> dominant. And and I just think they have a lot of parts right now where that just takes a little bit to get acclimated. And I think that's what caused them to lose against Texas A&M. And, again, sometimes a loss is the best thing that can happen to a team get him retooled, and now you have your major test. And we're talking about Nick Saban getting his players ready for a big game. That's what he does. Do you think the committee would leave Alabama in the playoff if they lose today to Georgia? I would be so upset if they did. (laughs) I would be so mad. Because, no, they don't deserve it after two losses. I don't think any team with two losses deserves to be in the championship. Wow. 
I mean, there is a scenario where there's yeah, if everybody chaos. else. Yeah, yeah, if everybody else has two losses. Right, like Michigan could lose today to Iowa. Cincinnati could lose to Houston. Granted, that would only give them one loss, but we sort of start group of five teams right, with one right. loss on the season, basically. Oklahoma State's losing right now would drop them to one loss. Ohio State's got multiple, or two losses. Two Ohio losses. State's got multiple losses. Ole Miss has multiple losses. Baylor has multiple losses. If everybody loses today that's sort of in that top five, A, Notre Dame's sneaking their way into the playoffs, even without Brian Kelly, and B, Alabama probably stays in, especially if they lose a close game to Georgia. Right. Because that's what the committee did. They haven't, like, explicitly said this, but you can oftentimes sort of look through the rankings and be like, oh, they think this team is good, so if you lose or beat them, they think more of that game. If Alabama loses the number one Georgia, the committee's probably going to be like, well, yeah, of course they lost the number one Georgia. They're the best team, so mm-hmm. we're leaving them in the top four. That would make me – that would that would be such a – it would have to be some insane thing right. where uh, everybody else loses, loses Cincinnati yes. loses, you know, Oklahoma State is losing. I mean, it was – it's, it would have to be one of those crazy one-of-a-lifetime chances, blue moon type of situations. Ohio State, how do they get in? Give me, give me a scenario. I don't, I don't think they you should. You don't have get one? In. I don't think they should get in. I, uh, after, after that game last week against Michigan, I mean, they got the brakes beat off them. All right, and hold on. All right, I'll help me out here. Georgia beats Alabama by, like, 50. Okay. All right? Can Ohio State it's jump ahead of Alabama? It's got to be by 50. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we're doing here. Can okay. Ohio State jump ahead of Alabama in that yes. scenario? Yes, because because Alabama lost to Texas A&M, who was not ranked. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati loses by any score. Ohio State probably jumps ahead of them. Uh, from seven? I mean, you would have it's to only have three spots. You would have to have Oklahoma State lose uh, we're and Notre there. Dame. We're getting there. Notre Dame doesn't play. Oklahoma okay. State loses. They're losing right now, twenty-one to three. The problem with that is Baylor probably jumps ahead of Ohio State. So I think regardless, the Big 12 champion is ahead of Ohio State. So right. in this scenario, we have Georgia in because they blew out Alabama. We have Michigan getting crushed by Iowa. Can Ohio State get ahead of Michigan, even though they just lost to them? No, because I think they lost to them in the Big 12 championship game. I think that would – I mean, wouldn't that mean a little bit less if they lose to the, to the Big 12 championship instead of like a regular season game? I mean, does Possibly. that count? Yeah, maybe. So – Georgia's in. We're going to say Michigan stays ahead, and the Big 12 champion is ahead. You got to get ahead of Notre Dame somehow. Yeah, I don't even think if that's Cincinnati happening. loses, even if Alabama gets blown out, you got to get ahead of Notre Dame. Yeah, and the only way Cincinnati, the only way Notre Dame gets in, is if Cincinnati loses. So it's like, right? I mean, what well, did you say? That's the thing. If Cincinnati loses, then Notre Dame's one loss is now worse. You could say, hey, look at Ohio State. Put them in. Nah. Put them in. Yeah, but I still don't see them getting in over Michigan, and I still don't see them getting in over. I don't either. Yeah, I don't think there's any conceivable do. way. I do think once you get, once you get past Notre Dame at six, nobody else has a real shot except Baylor, who could play their way in with a massive win and a bunch of other losses. Yeah, I think the only way you can kind of in college football, it's like if you're going to lose, you better lose early. You like way yeah, early. Ohio State did that. They did, and then they and lost late. Yes. <laughs> That's what you don't want to do. Lose early and then lose late. Don't have a good middle. Better to have a bad middle. <laughs> Finish strong. Finish strong. Let her rip. All right, how do you feel about Lincoln Riley going to USC? I think he's going to turn the program around. What about I, Brian Kelly going to LSU? I 
think he's going to turn the program around. I think, man, Brian, you are optimistic. No, I, I looked what Brian Kelly did with Cincinnati. I look what he did with Notre Dame, and you can't deny what that guy is as a coach, and you can't deny the recruiting classes that he brings in, and you can't deny all the the new pipelines that he has developed in as his, you know, coaching career has gone. It's like the guy's loaded now. Same thing with Lincoln Riley. You don't think that USC is going to have wide open wide receivers like they do at Oklahoma? It's, it's just going to be wide open. We'll see. And then, you know, just imagine the recruiting process, too. Lincoln Riley at USC? It's USC who I, hasn't you, had a great recruiting you don't chance think, there. You don't think – but it's no, no, no. But we're talking about USC, one of the hottest coaching candidates, period, in college football. I, I don't remember USC having this much hype behind them in a while. It's been forever. It has been since the Pete Carroll days. Yeah. It's been forever. Yeah. So it's like – yeah, you're going to get the recruits. And, again, Lincoln Riley has those recruits. He could go into Texas. Once you have pipelines into Texas, you could be a head coach. Pipelines into Texas. Pipelines into Texas. Do get they put the players. players in the pipes and send them straight through to like USC? The, like in the bank? Yes. Like they put them in one of those tubes? <laughs> like in Futurama? When's the last time you used one of those tubes? Uh, at the bank. But when's the last time? Uh, not that long ago. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You depositing go, checks by hand? Depositing straight cash, homie. Wow. Doing that Randy Moss style, straight wow. cash, homie. You know you can take pictures with your phone of, of money. To, oh, not money. That's that's that. They haven't figured that one out. I yet. would really like to do that. But you can do it. Like if you have a check, you can take a picture of it with your phone. And I know. It's one of the greatest inventions. We're we've living had. in the age of tomorrow. I don't even go to banks anymore. Why would I go to Needs a bank? Needs them. They're obsolete. Right. I mean, I need you to. I mean, they hold my money, but I don't need to physically go see you. All I need is for guards. That's what I want my money in my bank. Just pay for armed guards to sit in front of my money. Just you don't have enough money I for armed guards. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to think about. You know, you're getting an unarmed security guard for four hundred and twenty-two dollars, who sleeps through seventy-five <laughs> percent of his shift, and he's got a bazooka on his shoulder. A bazooka. Yeah. Well, like a b- water balloon I want, I want intimidation. Intimidation. Give it. You can't afford it. I want, if you're going to try and steal my money, I want parts of you all over the bank. Boom. <laughs> it's throw the flag. He's Gooch. <laughs> I'm Tyler Bischoff. Out here at Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Back to more football talk with Throw the Flag and your hosts, Tyler Bischoff and Gooch, live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Why are football coaches dumb? To, oh, that's, that's a hot take. And it's a loaded question for you. Oklahoma State kicked a field goal from the Baylor six-yard line. They're down 21-3. to three. Yeah. There's, there's 33 minutes left in this game. How many more times do you think they're going to be inside the 10-yard line? Well, if they stop throwing interceptions, I'm pretty uh, sure that, it'll that be. That would be helpful, yeah, yes. Yeah. you got to score touchdowns to come back from 21-3. to three. You're right. What well, Coaches are dumb. I can't believe so many of them kick field goals. Get out of here. See, you're, you're a big believer in, like, instant gratification. Like, No, I'm sometimes a believer like, in scoring more points. It's all about getting the ball rolling, Tyler. No, the field goal is instant gratification. The points on the board gives those players a reason. Like, guess what? Got the zero off the you board. Know, now we could build. They already had a three. Now they have a six. Guess what happens if they score three touchdowns? They're winning. They're winning, Tyler. They uh, would have been winning if they scored a touchdown there and then scored two more I touchdowns. Mean, my math is, you know. My math yes, is good. My math is great. Good. It's not. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying it's good while hunting math. Tell me you saw that. Oh my god. Okay. 
Goodwill Hunting. Demand. I don't even know what that is. I've never Goodwill it's Hunting. It's an amazing movie. Okay. There's math in it. There's so much math. There's a movie about math. It's and you beautiful think it's math. Amazing? What's beautiful math? It's beautiful math. You got to watch it. It'll teach you a lot about life and math. I don't need to learn about and love. life. <laughs> Didn't teach you anything about math, apparently. <laughs> Consumer math. That's what I took in high school. All right. Tell me you have a good story from what you did over Thanksgiving. What I did for Thanksgiving. Um, do you have a good story? Uh, no, I don't have a good story. Wow. I mean, I just put it. I, let's see. I went to my parents' house, drank some old fashions, had some laughs. That was about it, pretty much. Oh, you know, sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. What about you? How was your How was your interesting story in Thanksgiving? Nothing that interesting on Thanksgiving. I will tell you about my dog though. Before Thanksgiving, so we went to my girlfriend's parents' house here for Thanksgiving, and. At first, we were afraid our dogs weren't going to be invited over because the week before, our dogs had gone over there. Let me tell you about my dog, Squash. He's a French bulldog. He likes to eat poop. Oh. So the week before Thanksgiving, he was over there, and he ate a bunch of poop in her parents' backyard from their dog, not from her parents. And he ended up, clarified. Yeah, he ended up throwing that all up all over uh, my girlfriend's mother's rug in her living room so we were a little worried that he might not be invited back yeah. over a week later yeah now at your family do they give the animals the giblets do they give them like some of the some of the organs they pull out of the turkey no 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 all right because i was about to say with your dog he doesn't have to he doesn't that's not even a concern well it is a concern because he throws up like everything that he eats that he's not supposed to eat He's on, like, a special diet, like a... Is it a no-poop diet? I hope. Well, we'd like it to be a no-eating-poop diet. We right. need him to poop, but then not eat right. is the problem. See, when that, see, but it... Yeah. And just if you were wondering, you it's, know... It's like if he's eating the poop, it's kind of like recycling the food, but... He throws it up, yeah, so it, it yeah, doesn't... It's just, yeah. it's just, it's like nonstop. Yeah, I and don't just like in, it. And just, you know, in case you were wondering, to really paint the picture for you, if you thought poop smelled bad and if you thought throw-up smelled bad, Combined imagine the two. poop throw-up and uh, what that smells like. Yeah. It's horrific. It's like a super smell. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Whew. So, but he did get invited over, did not throw up anywhere. Hey! It was a successful night It was a happy dogs. Thanksgiving at the yes. Bischoff household. Our dogs did not throw up anywhere. Oh, good. So it was phenomenal. Good. Do you let your dog kiss you on the mouth? No. No? I don't know. There was a hesitation there. I So, like, I don't have a problem with dogs kissing me on the mouth. But you're specific. But, but not this one. Okay. What about the girlfriend? Does she let dog kiss you on the mouth? So She has in the past, but there's very much been a cutback. There's been, okay, but you're saying cutback, which means it's still happening, which means she's kissing you on the mouth, <laughs> which means through one degree of separation, you are kissing your dog on the mouth. My girlfriend is a germaphobe. So, like, any time the dog licks her face, she immediately goes and washes her oh, face. Oh, okay. She's a massive germ. The pandemic's been a nightmare. I'm sure it kills 99.9% of, of those the poop, poop germs, yes. which means you're still getting 0.01. Yeah. 0.1%. Well, probably of like half germs. of it. Yeah. Still half of it stays up. So, 0.05. 0. 0. 0. Yeah. yeah. So, I can live. I, I'm sure we all have 0.005% poop somewhere on us. Why do now. I feel like you're going to be the host organism for the new COVID? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I. That's bats, not That's, dog poop. Come on. Get it right. The dog poop variant. Do your math. As long as we can call it the squash variant. The squash I'm variant. Okay with it. Get the mask, guys. Double up on those masks. Double up on those shots. The squash variant's coming to take out America. So that, yeah. 
not much happened on Thanksgiving, which was a good thing because we were worried. Okay. Which, by the way, my dogs are a nightmare right now. First off, Squash is throwing up poop when of he eats Of course. It. That but right there, giant nightmare by itself. Both of my dogs have eye problems. Oh. Squash has an eye ulcer, which he's got some degenerative cornea, so he often gets eye ulcers. But my other dog, Ruby, who is a Shih Tzu, punctured her eyeball. How? We're not exactly sure, but walked into something sharp is the most likely answer there. Oh. So, like, yeah, there was a day, like, it was all, like, red and, like, all this Crap was coming out of her oh, eye. We take her Ruby. into the vet, and they're like, oh, yeah, she'll be fine. Just give her these eye drops. And apparently dogs' eyes are, like, great at healing themselves. I would imagine so. It's not like us well, where we yeah. can kind of get stuff out of our eye. Right. The vet was like, if this had happened to one of us, we'd be done for. We're done. But the dog's <laughs> just kind of like, whatever, I can't see blue or red. Who cares? <laughs> what am I missing out on? So I'm currently giving both my dogs eye drops like four times a day. No, oh, you're like Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. So. And one's got terrible breath. Yeah, dogs are a nightmare. People want me to have kids? You kidding me? What do they eat? Poop. Right. Whoa. Never mind. Kitty <laughs> That kid is not invited to Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> Rather have dogs at Thanksgiving than yes, kids. Yes, please. Kids. Gross. Oh, I like kids. I don't mind kids. Somehow you're going to tell me you have a kid. No, I don't have kids. Thank I got God. two nieces. I have two nieces that I influence all the time. Sorry, America. It's going to happen. 20 years from now, guess who's going to be doing throw the flag? Are you a good uncle? I'm an excellent uncle. They love me. Do I play. I sing songs. I dance with them. Do your niece's parents think you're a good uncle? I mean, yeah, they think I'm a great uncle. Okay, Not right. a role model, but <laughs> an uncle, yeah. <laughs> We're talking, yeah. An uncle, sure. You think I'm doing the things I would be doing in my day-to-day life around? No. I, I, I go to the truck and I do that. Did then you, I come back. Did you burn a LeBron James jersey with him? I mean, not with the family. I did it with close friends, though, <laughs> which I kind of thought was a beautiful moment. I did it with uh, I did it at my friend Jeff Bruner's house. I just imagine you taking how old are your nieces? Uh, nine and four. Right. So I imagine you taking a nine-year-old and a four-year-old out and being like, "All right, you see this Baker Mayfield jersey? Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't like him. We don't like I, that's lighting it on fire." And you know what? And that's how the brainwashing yeah. starts. And teaching them to like flip off Baker Mayfield's jersey. Yeah. See, I don't like that though because that's kind of how I believe racism starts. You know what I mean? Like dumb hate. You know what I mean? I think that's how parents, like, get, get their kids to hate certain races and certain religions because they do it just the same way that you did, but without sports teams. They involve, <laughs> like, real people with families. <laughs> real people with families. Real people with families, not sports teams. <sighs> what a great uncle you are. I am the best uncle. Listen to how wise I am. Yes. What? I'm talking about saving lives over here. Whose lives did you I save? I mean, whatever. I don't know. I'm just trying to back it up now. Trying to, like, gaslight me in the show? Yes, I'm totally. Whose life did you say? That's my That's my favorite part about the show is gaslighting. <laughs> my worst, I gaslight Taylor. Taylor leads me to a crazy corner. Are you trying to gaslight me about my own name right now? Maybe. Tyler. Unbelievable. I said Taylor. Uh-oh. You did say oh, Taylor. I said Taylor. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. You should have gone with it like you did it on purpose. Mm, yeah. All right, Brad. So, uh-huh. did you Perfect. see the, Did you see the video from Thanksgiving weekend of a woman at a Golden Knights game taking off her prosthetic leg? 
and trying to fight somebody with it? Wow. She didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> wow. First off, <laughs> God bless her. I wanted to make sure that joke completely died okay, as well, it deserved. There's a reason why I said it under my breath. I didn't want it to. Well, the I good thing is I we didn't have want these microphones <laughs> here that pick up things that I you didn't say want to, I didn't want to go full confidence behind that joke. I wanted everyone to know it. No, 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 I doubt this just as much as you. But I do like the idea of just – I love it when – I love when people just show you that, you know what, no matter what, no matter if the odds are stacked against me, I'm going to go out fighting. I don't need balance. All right. I have some important questions here. You lose your leg. Don't know how this woman lost her leg. But you lose your leg, and you get a prosthetic leg. You can presumably – she was at a Golden Knights game in the crowd – you can presumably walk around, right? You can get around with this leg. How long have you had the leg? Do you decide, you know what? I can take this thing off and swing it. It's not the fact of how long have you had it, Tyler. It's how long have you trained with your leg like that leg was a Hattori Hanzo samurai sword. Did the leg become a part of you when you embraced it and held it like a samurai warrior did you do that well it was a part of her until it was a she part took of it her. off of and her and then she's like hold on a second now i got to show you exactly what's going on right and then she's just bouncing around bouncing it out oh i i just i just can't believe somebody would go i'm going to sacrifice balance right to give you a brain injury a risk it is a risk but you can win the fight pretty quickly that there, way i mean it's hasn't she ever heard the old saying it's like it's like getting into a fight with a one-legged man and an ass kicking contest like it's like yeah how can you kick when you have one leg you could throw the leg is this a saying i feel like you just made that up but for some reason it actually made sense let me just tell you something uh for sir for starters it totally makes sense <laughs> a one-legged man in an ass kicking contest that's a that's a that's a pickle. <laughs> you're in trouble if you're that guy. But did you just make it up or not? Oh, I didn't make it up. Uh, I learned it from one of the greatest of Americans who's ever walked this planet. Joe Rogan? It inspired many. Uh, he goes by the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I believe he said that to probably Jim Ross when he was talking about the Rock, and or Stone Cold, and then he probably hit Jim Ross with a Stone Cold stunner right after that. One-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I can't believe you haven't heard that phrase. No, I've never heard that. Why would I have heard that phrase Maybe before? if you watch some movies. You just told me it's from wrestling, maybe not if from you watch movie. Some, maybe if you watch some Goodwill Hunting, you learned some it movies. It was not in Goodwill How do you Hunting. like them apples? That was not in Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> now you're just throwing other <laughs> phrases at the wall <laughs> to try to cover up the one you probably just made up. <laughs> no, dude. Stone Cold showed me that. Stone Cold showed me that. He showed me. He We're taught tight. me. He taught me it's Stone Cold during the raw years. But, okay, the other part of this taking off the prosthetic leg, the reason that it's genius is because of the environment she was in. She was at a hockey game mm -hmm. where you're not allowed to bring weapons in, right? Like, if you're just walking down the street. Ways around it. You get in a fight with somebody. Yes. They might have an actual weapon on them. Mm -hmm. But this woman was at a hockey game where presumably yeah. you didn't get you in. You can't with take your limbs off, right? But this lady can. She's like, no. And this is this is now my weapon. So now what happens? Like if you get caught taking your leg off, 
as a weapon, <laughs> and you get caught doing that, do you have to register your leg as a weapon? Like, you have to do – did she have to wait two weeks to get a background check before she got her leg? I'm sure it took longer than two weeks yeah. to get a fake leg. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's some fitting. <laughs> do the Golden Knights let her back in, though? Only if she wears a fake leg made out of tissue paper <laughs> or a pillow. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of support that's going to offer. Oh, I, But, it, hey, it's resourceful. Yeah. She is, like, right up there with, hey, man, I might not have two legs, but I'm going to make the best of this situation, and you're going down. I love it. Say hello to my fake thigh. I love it when people that – I love it when people in this day and age live like they're in post-apocalyptic America. <laughs> let that happen. And then also let it be caught on film because look at the joy you're bringing me and Tyler. Oh, by the way, if this was like some zombie situation, having a fake leg would be a big advantage. They bite the fake leg. You don't turn into a zombie. You know what happens when you get a fake leg? You wrap it in barbed wire and you treat that fake leg the, the same way Negan did in The Walking Dead, who was a character on the show. He did took he have a, a fake leg? He had a bat oh. with barbed wire wrapped yeah. around it. And then what would happen was is they would encounter some people, and they would kill one of those people with the bat that's wrapped in barbed wire, and then that would scare everybody else into joining his army. Then he kind of amassed this big power. Just imagine what would happen if Negan had a fake leg with barbed wire and did that, and then his legend grew in post-apocalyptic America? Oh, forget it. He's the, he's, he's the new George Washington. <laughs> Once things get back on track. <laughs> he's Gooch. I'm Tyler Bischoff. It's Throw the Flag out here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. And now, back to Tyler and Gooch, live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. The college football day is just beginning. Baylor, Oklahoma State are at halftime, 21-6 lead for Baylor. We got the SEC title game, the Big Ten title game, Cincinnati as well playing in the AAC title game, all coming up, all with significant playoff implications. How are you feeling today? Well, can we, by the way, can we backtrack? Well, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot to backtrack for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Our beautiful Mateo, who's our engineer today, um, we were talking about the lovely young lady who took her leg off and tried to assault someone with it at a Golden Knights game. He had a joke. He didn't get it into the sit. What was that again, Mateo? Let, can, you, can you let the people know? Well, you're at the game, and then you're like, look, lady, back off. My friend Eileen right here. My friend Eileen. Is going to shove her foot. Yeah, it's good. thank you. you thank know. you for stopping just short of that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Eileen, thank you. My heart laughed. Now, what was the question you were asking about college football? I forgot. Okay. How am I feeling about football? College just, football. Who is going to shove their prosthetic leg so far up the so college far football col playoff? Mm, yes. Like I said, I think it's going to be Alabama again. <laughs> <laughs> I know Georgia's got the defense, but I just can't. I just, at this point of the year, I always have to go with Alabama. It's, I bet against them too many times. I've lost too many times. It's like I got to go with Saban every you time. You can go bet on them right now. Yeah, feel it. At the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. I like the how you. Sportsbook's right there. Ooh, that was a good sell. Yeah. If you guys believe Gooch, you can bet on it too. Oh. But if you don't, which you probably shouldn't. Go no, if you Georgia. don't, they swing on by and put more money down on Georgia. Yeah, it's probably the smart thing to do. Yeah. Because Tyler's saying it. 
I'm just saying it because you said the opposite. Oh, right. Well, Which that's usually. Would the, probably get me far in life. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, have you seen, do you ever watch Seinfeld? Do you remember when George Costanza? No, another one? Okay. You think I know. I mean, I'm aware of what Seinfeld is. How do you learn? Is. How do I'm you aware learn from of what things? Seinfeld is? How do you learn? But you're about to <laughs> reference a specific Seinfeld episode to me? <laughs> you know who I am. There's one episode where George Costanza, who uh, is Jason. I can't remember his last name. But anyway, George Costanza, he's like, I'm going to do everything the exact opposite from this point on. And he lies. He says that he's a, he knows baseball, and he ends up getting a job with the Raiders. He walks up to a beautiful woman who he never normally talked to. She ends, He ends up getting a date, and then eventually he starts falling back into the – and then he, his whole life starts going exponentially better because he starts doing the exact opposite of what every instinct is telling him to do. So, but in this you. situation, I would be your instinct, and you would be going, no, I'm going to win. Right, do the opposite of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. See, if I had gotten that reference, that would have been, been great. It would have been gold. Would have been. But then you had to explain the whole thing, so. Yeah. This one's on me. It kind of kills comedy. Do you really think I was going to get it, though? I mean, I thought Steinfeld. No. Just because the whole entire sporting staff loves Steinfeld. I, I don't. Well, I mean, Magnum I know I'm, loves Steinfeld. I'm not 50. Magnum is not 50. He's like a handsome 49. (laughs) The only television show that I'm currently watching is like Survivor. Okay. That is it. Why? Well, okay, so here's what happened with Survivor. I had never watched Survivor before until last year. Pandemic happens. There are no more sports. What do I watch? You're watching people stay alive. So one of my friends was like, hey, uh, we do a pool for Survivor every year. You want in on it. So you pay 20 bucks. You get a random person assigned to you, and then you watch Survivor. See, all I heard was I need reasons to gamble. Yeah, it was basically a sport when there were no sports. It's kind of sporting. People lose and win. What I'm hearing is we need to have an intervention for you and your gambling because now you're gambling on people living. And not dying they on don't a desert island. Die in Survivor. You know that, right? Then why is it called Survivor? <laughs> you have to have death. I mean, that's a fair point. To yes. highlight the surviving. <laughs> it's a fair point. Yeah, you can't have winners without game. losers. It's a fair point. You've never watched the game and you said, hey, the game's called Survivor. We dump these people off on an island, and after like a month, one of them wins. Yes. You think, oh, they exactly. fought to the death. Thank you. All right. And you want to talk about ratings? Now I'm a fan. I wasn't watching Survivor before, but now that there's real life, life of death on the plate, oh, man. I watched two things when the pandemic hit and we had no sports. Survivor and all of the Star Wars movies. I'm proud of you for watching those Star Wars movies, by the way, yeah. because not all of them are great. And you did it. Very few of them are good. Yes, yes. And, and you, I, it's very strange that this is one of the most popular franchises when I think everybody hates all of the movies. Yeah. There's, Everyone that's a fan of Star Wars actually hates most of the Star Wars movies. There's nine movies, and then there's the two other spinoffs. So it's like you got the nine movies, and then there's three of them that are good, the ones that are in the middle. And then the first three I are bad. I those ones are that oh, good. Oh, I love the four, five, and six are amazing. So it's like, but episode four, five, and six are amazing. Episode one, two, three, poop, poop, seven, eight, nine, diarrhea. And, but I still watch them because I'm a dummy and I just have nothing else to watch. So I'm like, whatever. This this kind of 
gives me a reason to watch. It sparks my memory. And then it's, I, well, the, the whole point I don't want to learn anything new. Here's the thing. The whole thing with Star Wars, the reason it's great or people love it is like the world the, or the galaxy. It's incredible. There's so many storylines, and it's so fascinating. And there's lightsabers. Like, they just did a very poor job of executing, like, every single movie they made. Okay. Again, the first three were amazing. No, okay. I might, they might have been amazing in the 70s. Okay, thank Darth you. Darth Vader's, like, fencing like he's in the damn Olympics with his lightsaber. That's not intimidating yeah. at all. Real sword fighting involves front flips. 